0: Macworld Podcast, special edition number 219 for November 22nd, 2010. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm editorial director Jason Snell, and I will be your host today because, like the presidential line of succession, I'm the secretary of agriculture. Everybody else has fallen before me. Chris Breen is on vacation. Philip Michaels is on paternity leave. And you're stuck with me instead. Uh, Big news in the Apple world this week, Uh, iOS 4.2.1, technically, was released on Monday as we're recording this. And so joining me to talk about all the various pieces of the iOS puzzle that revealed uh, themselves to us here in November are from Macworld right across from me at the Macworld podcast table, Senior Editor Jonathan Seff. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. I love to talk about puzzle pieces.
0: All right. Uh, Puzzles aplenty. On the magical uh, internet line from uh, the wilds of Massachusetts, Senior Associate Editor Dan Morin.
2: Wait, wait. There's an update? We should probably write something about that. Yeah,
0: we should. We should. Why wasn't I told? And from the less less wild uh, uh, Northern California area near Apple, actually, (laughs) uh, Senior
3: Editor Dan Frakes. Hi, Dan. Hey, Jason, I'm still trying to figure out why my orientation locked no longer works.
0: Ah, I see. I see you're not properly oriented or properly no, no. locked. Something like that. So, so yes, this was a uh, an interesting Monday, the 22nd. This is the day of Apple releases for iOS and related uh, related stuff. Um, a lot of different moving pieces here. I thought we would start with the big one, which is uh, the iOS uh, 4.2.1 itself now a lot of us have been running iOS 4 on our phones or maybe even our iPod touches since the summer so um, I guess one of the big changes with this release is that the iPad is part of the fold after having a uh, actually a majority of its lifetime uh, as a uh, as a product it's been behind the curve um, so Dan Morin what do you think this is a uh, this is a good day for iPad users in particular isn't it
2: Oh, it's a fantastic day it's for a iPad users! Bright and shiny day. It. It's great. Um, no, they've been lagging behind for a solid what? Uh, pretty
0: it's like much f- four or five months.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a know, week depending on how you look at it. They they announced the update, like you said, about a week after the the iPad came out. Yeah, everyone's like yoink. everyone's so excited to get their iPad and be like, "Hey, this is great!" Oh, we're not getting that to the fall. So uh, it's nice that everything's now on the same page. I mean, I kind of likened it to the. Uh, the physics grand unified theory now the iphone the ipad the ipod touch they all run the same software with is, a couple few little differences here and there.
0: it's actually the first time that all of the ios devices uh in the current model current generation are running the exact same build of the software up till now there was three two which the ipad came out with which was more advanced than the three one that was on the iphone and then they leapfrogged with four and now everybody is running four point two point one and hopefully
2: this will continue
0: into the future and, and they will stay sort of on the
3: same page synced up would be nice well, and it's been weird too because like you said when the iPad first came out, we got these new features like Mail that were just so much better than the iPhone version. And then so everybody's like, "Oh, I wish I had those on my i on my iPhone." So then we got the iPhone ones and all these other great features, and then you go back to your iPad and you're just like, "Wait a minute, I just bought this thing and now it feels like junk." Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Right, where where my where's my unified inbox? Where are my folders? They're Jason's gone. doing
1: his own sound effects today. That's right. I need to sound a right. the sad trombone. i Jason on, uh, on the sound so, effect scene.
3: So, so, yeah, it was weird. I mean, going back to we, I think we all had commented on this in the past that after iPhone um, or excuse me, iOS four came out, going back and using the iPad, it's like yeah, we, we like the iPad, but it just felt like there was so much missing.
1: Well, yeah, and so many of us, you know, use multiple devices, and. If you only had an iPad and you didn't know what you were missing, it wasn't so bad. But when you started using iOS 4 on an iPhone and you got to do all these great things like, uh, you know, having folders, having threaded email, having multiple Exchange accounts, uh, you know, all, all the the great things that have come to it as of today, you really you really miss them. And I, I really miss them. You know, I would I would tap into Mail and say, oh, there I can see all my mail. Oh, no, wait, I have to backtrack and press four. You know, do four clicks to go see my other account.
0: Right, back, back, forward, forward, to get I mean, to the uh, other. Like a little dance. Grumble, grumble,
1: grumble.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's let's uh let's break it down. So so if you're an iPad user, you're getting multitasking folders in the, on the home screen. Folders on the home screen, right? Lots. I, I, I somebody at Apple actually did the math for me, and I I can't remember the number, but it's an insane number because you're gonna to have to, I think twenty apps per folder. No,
3: it's we did it in our uh, in our uh, article on the top ten features. It's four thousand four hundred and six visible
1: applications on the the iPad now. And Dan, you have uh, what five thousand apps installed right now?
3: So. <laughs> it's always so close, so close. I can't, oh, You've, just a few more free ones. Well, you can sync more, but you have to find the right. music Spotlight. Right, right. So it's 4,406 if you include the six in the doc.
0: Okay, so so background uh, tasks.
1: You, the unified uh, inbox firm. Uh, the unified inbox. Big, big a, multiple
0: exchange account
1: support. Yeah, which great. is great.
0: Yeah, especially <clears throat> if you've got a couple of uh, like a work exchange in a home like Google, Google Docs, Google app kind of thing. You exactly, can get both yeah. your calendars syncing up, which we have here. Um, let's see. What else? What else is in there?
3: Um just for the iPad or for both?
0: Well for the well let's start with the iPad. There's the there's a little thing can you-, you can swipe to that's like the I don't know what to call it. It's the like uh, control a c- panel
3: control panel center, yeah.
0: That's yep. the right that you swipe left to right from the first uh, of of the uh, first page of the double tap screen, and you end up with this control panel where there's media controls and there's a there's an AirPlay control and a, a volume slider kn- and a brightness slider and an orientation lock. Oh, you kn- oh I'm stepping Ooh, on something yeah. there. You know right what? On. You know
2: what is weirder than that? Sorry, I just have to mention this because I don't know if we mentioned it anywhere else. But if you go on your iPhone running 4.2.1 there's and you two. swipe, yes, you swipe there's left, yes. you get one. the playback. The second one has a volume control, which. It strikes me as a really weird choice because the iPhone has physical volume buttons on it. what And there's no brightness control, which is something that, you know, might actually be... Right, the brightness useful. control,
3: otherwise you have to, like tap and go into settings and then go to brightness and yeah, that would be the perfect place for a brightness control. So but there's like five there's ways to adjust system. your volume. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: I, I, I asked them about if that was like an accessibility thing, which is kind of what I think it must be, is that is that they, they wanted to provide a way to uh, adjust that without uh, hardware for some reason. Although my Im- immediate thought was that a lot of case makers can now just omit um, providing access <laughs> to the hardware buttons because
3: now you can get it to all of it by software instead.
1: Let's go back to that orientation. Thing, Wait, well, well we? if we're still talking oh.
3: about if we're still talking about iPad features, don't forget Game Center.
0: Uh, yes, Game Center, which is sweeping the nation, the, uh, right. the social gaming uh, thing. That for... was me. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Wait, you can play games on the iPad? <laughs> yeah, there are a few.
0: Angry Birds. That's a. That's the only game that's on the iPad. Angry no, Birds I mean that's all its
2: derivatives. Angry Fish. You know, Angry we... Porcupines. Angry Chipmunks. Oh
0: no. No, I'm never angry. My heart is full of love. So uh let's talk about speaking of love and hate let's let us let's let's make you guys angry let's talk about the uh, the orientation lock. This is – what we're really talking about is that little slider switch on the side of the iPad that up to now has meant an orientation lock. It basically means you fl- flip that switch and then you like lay down on your side in bed while you're reading and the screen doesn't rotate because it sees that you've – you know, that gravity is has moved to a different direction. Um, and that's gone now. It's, oh. it's sadly oh.
3: gone. Very unfortunately gone.
0: Was that grumbling I heard from Dan Frakes? <laughs>
3: yes, that was that was um that was my uh, my grumble. You Don't know be a sore
0: loser now, Dan. I, <laughs> Since you've let Apple beat you fair and square here.
1: You know, I, I use my iPad and my iPhone for different things, and I use my iPad for reading a lot. I read books, I read magazines on there, and I, you know, and you're reading it like you said, you're reading it in bed, you're reading, you know, in different positions, and a lot of times the orientation is a big deal on the iPad where on the iPhone it's not quite as much of an issue. And so with this update, yeah, that that, that slider there that used to lock the orientation now is a mute, switch. mute but, switch. But as we know, it's not a total mute switch. It doesn't mute
0: the device. It just <laughs> mutes right. the notification sounds. And, it does make it a real sense. mute switch.
3: <laughs> and
1: it's a mute device for for a – or it's a mute switch for a device that's not a phone so it doesn't ring. So it's not a ring silence switch like it is on the iPhone. And of course, you can still control it from the double tap, slide, click, rotate, click—you uh, know, m- multiple step process. But for See, me, it's it's just crazy.
0: I know that I'm in the minority here, but the, Jason likes this. No, well, it doesn't bother me. I find that I actually use that <laughs> notification silence to shut up. My my uh my iPad lays next to my head. I sleep on my iPad. And I- <laughs> It's no, not a pillow, Jason. It's it's, it, it, it's a hard tablet. It's a pillow for me. No, no Jason's got a pillowcase. It's next to my. It's next to next to my bed on my nightstand. And um, you know what? I don't want to know that somebody's played in Words with Friends at at, at five in the morning. Lex Friedman, <laughs> East Coast gentleman, Lex Friedman, who plays Scrabble in the morning when he has his coffee. I don't want to know that that actually happened. You you slide that switch, and it means that any notifications that come in in the night, that you don't you don't hear them. Okay. What about uh, you but just but mute the iPad? But this then? is what I'm saying is 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 so it doesn't bother me that the orientation lock is now a swipe away, because I use it sometimes too. What bothers me is the insane inconsistency of this, where now, as you pointed out, Dan, you can you can double tap and slide and then change the volume. You can use the volume controls, or you can slide the switch, which changes some of the volume behavior, but not others. And actually the thing that bothers me the most is if you hold down the volume down button, it still mutes you quickly, which is actually really annoying because I more likely want to turn the sound down a little bit than mute it. And I find myself doing that all the time where I press that button and it goes to mute and then I have to go back it back up to where I, what the volume is. So I feel like they just don't have their act together about this yeah, I mean, consistency and, of the volume yeah. issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure mean,
1: Apple has its reasons here and calling it consistency is fine. But the, the truth of the matter is – it could so easily be a user option. It could be a setting. There's settings for everything. They, they, Why not have really a setting hate, that says...
3: They what? badly hate user settings. But they just added a setting to the iPhone that lets you make the volume control keys on the iPhone so that they only control things other than the ringer and the notification alerts. And and, and they affect everything. I mean, that's such a... I mean, I love it. I think it's a cool new feature, but it's such an obscure setting But they can't give you one on the iPad that says use switch for volume or – And clearly the hardware
1: supports it because it did one thing under iOS 3 and does one thing under iOS 4. If you're just Uh,
0: joining us, by the way, listeners, (laughs) you are listening to part 10 in our Infinite part series where Macworld (laughs) editors talk about buttons on Apple products. (laughs) I am your host, Johnny Button. And uh, after the name, my, my great forefathers invented the button um and we're you're gonna be enemy, out of business soon yes i know there goes, the there goes your uh, your royalties let's move on um if i was if, if i was philip michaels i'd ring a bell here and go next <laughs> next issue um let's talk about the some of the big new features that are new for everybody in 4.2 specifically airplay and airprint uh AirPlay is this update to what we used to call AirTunes, and it takes the sort of remote playing of audio to another level where now you can remote play video from an, a Mac or PC running iTunes 10. And it's not just iOS devices. Or an iOS device running 4.2, if you've got one of those new Apple TVs, then what you get out of this is the ability to sort of stream magically from one to another. Right, John?
1: Wireless syncing from... Well not Wait. syncing, right? Sorry, it's, sorry, not syncing. Wait. The the Apple TV doesn't sync. Uh wireless it's wireless streaming from as you said an iOS device or from iTunes through the Apple TV to play on your on your TV. And you tried it out and we I tried did. and I tried it out in your office this morning yes. actually. And it's pretty seamless. You you you're holding your device and you press a button, start playing it, and then you say, "Hey, I want this to go to the Apple TV," and then a few seconds later, it's playing on your TV as if it were streaming from your computer. Now,
2: now is it is it device independent in the sense that you know if you were standing there with your your iPad and your friend standing there with your iPad with another with his iPad, you know, can their your friend send, "Oh, I want to show you these pictures" or "I want to show you this video," indeed. Can they send
0: they, they, well, they, you, whoever's got control has control of it, and you have to relinquish control. Right. So you can't can, like, you can't like, it steal out. it. It couldn't be like a game, right? right. right. But yes, unlike um, the home sharing system for the Apple TV, where you actually have to have an iTunes ID and all of that, by default, Air uh, error, AirPlay error is open. Um, you can set it to be. Um, to be closed and to have a password or just turn it off altogether. But by default, it's open, which means, yeah, you go over to a friend's house and they've got an Apple TV and you're like, oh, I've got this movie or I've got these pictures you should see. You just you just pick it and you press play and then it happens. Right, or
1: alternatively... Works, it works with images and with slideshows, slide too. So you, right, can you, play those. Right.
0: you
2: know, if you happen to be hanging out outside one of your friend's house and you know they have an Apple TV, you can and, start as
3: pushing as long things. As, you're, as long as you have access to their wireless network. That's right, a sort of layer
2: um, of security there. Right. But That's I why I said your friends, friends and not random strangers. Right.
0: Right. That would be quite a prank. Uh, and they've got to have it on, and then they'll be shocked when there's a video play. Well, you just call them up and you say, "Hey, turn on your TV. There's something on. Turn on there's your Apple on. TV." Um,
3: and they would never guess what's going on.
1: And now, obviously, you know, at home, it's uh, it's not as much of a of a feature, great feature, because in theory, you have your you know, you have something connected, you have your computer on, but you know, let's say you turn your computer off. Um, and you want to still stream something, right. which is nice because people who complain that you need you always have to have a server on now in order to, to watch content on your you Apple don't. TV. And then the other thing is, as Jason mentioned, is you can go over to someone's house and say, "Hey, I just bought this movie. Yeah, let's let's movie watch over. it." You know,
3: exactly. Well, even at your own house, if you just got out from a day with a family out, you know, camping or at the park or something, and you took a bunch of pictures and video, you can walk in the door and show them on the TV immediately, right from your phone. I don't, I don't know if you can show the video yeah. right away. Uh, can you? I tested it with photos, but I haven't tested it with video. Yeah, yet. I couldn't
0: get it to work with video.
3: Really? Well, for iPhone four video? Yeah. Ah.
0: Yeah, there's 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 pieces that are missing. It's interesting. You can do so. You can do the photos app and the videos app, and you can do YouTube. But uh, when I tried to play a video that was obviously a kind of standard MPEG four video from the web in Safari, um, there are no. I got no controls for for AirPlay from that, which surprised me. Um and I'm unclear on what the rules are going to be for third-party developers. I think the idea is that if you're a third-party developer and your app plays video and the video is in a format that the Apple TV supports, and that's like the most important thing about this, is this isn't some sort of encoding system. The file, the bits that come across have to be a file. They just get passed from the iOS device to the Apple TV. Then the Apple TV has to know how to play it. So it basically means it needs to be MPEG-4 video. So in theory, if you're an app, whether it's the the new um Sling slingbox player that's coming out that does mpeg4 video or the mlb app or or hulu plus which actually doesn't do this right now and i don't know if they can add it in theory though those apps can add this in and then you can play their output up there as well which would really expand the usefulness i think of airplay and i'm actually really sad that the browser doesn't seem to support it anything else about airplay gentlemen
2: no, well, I would just like to group it with our, the following feature. I assume we'll talk about AirPrint. AirPrint. And How features you guess? that are features that are useful to you, but only if you have another device in
1: very specific circumstances. And features that have air in the
0: name. So AirPrint is the wireless printing for iOS devices, and and when it was announced, as we've talked about, I think on this podcast in the past, when it was announced. This was a, a Mac and a PC sharing your local printers was going to be part of the puzzle. And there were actually betas of Mac OS X that had this supported. And then they vanished and the feature vanished. And uh, so what we've got is f- like five HP printers that support this and um, and then some third-party software that sort of tries to hack um the ability to share other printers. And when you ask Apple directly, as Dan and I both have what happened to the other features, they'll say, but we have we have many features. And they just won't talk about those features that were it's like it's what like features. It, it's like what, you're talking, you talking Yeah, about? you're talking to somebody who's trying to hypnotize you is what happens. And and uh, I don't and then I woke it's, up and I was back an home and there was an Jedi Apple T V next to trick. me. Yeah, yeah, very strange. So AirPrint is there and we've got we've done some testing with the printers and we're gonna review all those printers, but you really shouldn't have to buy a new printer to use a feature like this. You shouldn't.
2: And which is why I think the, the uh third party software um that has already started to fill in the gap is actually pretty great. Um specifically like a pimp, uh, printopia, printopia,
3: printopia and, finger,
2: and fingerprint but specifically printopia because it has a couple additional, it actually takes it another step Yes, because in addition to just letting you print to a shared printer, it also lets you create virtual printers that basically like let you send, uh, uh, something as like turn it into a PDF and have it just appear on your Mac, which is awesome for you know, just speaking from a, you know, things that we do every day. I take screenshots of my iPad or iPhone all the time and, to date, I generally email them to myself because it's the fastest way to get them. Whereas now with Printopia, I can actually just hit print, and then it'll open preview on my Mac with the image, and it's just like that took me way less time than emailing it to myself, waiting for the email, dragging the attachment out of the email.
0: You can actually um, save to the to Dropbox as well. Exactly. Right, right. You can it send it to your Mac.
3: Through. You can send it to Dropbox, or you can send to any printer you know connected to your Mac.
0: Right and I did that I printed a page yeah. and pages yesterday using Printopia and the 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 margins were a little bit off but um you know the it, it worked so I can't complain I mean this is something that I I have got to expect that Apple is actually going to address this in a future OS 10 release
1: yeah my guess uh, is there, my guess is there was a problem and it just wasn't working right and they just said you know what, let's take this thing out let's not talk about let's it and pretend then, it and, never happened right like like a lot of things you know let's pretend it never happened and then when we do get around to getting it to work properly the way we want it'll be in an update and we'll say hey look at this great feature that you'd never heard about before <laughs> let
0: us never speak of it again exactly that's right uh, and, 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 and and wow uh, i didn't mean you guys, I mean, guys. we should talk other about oh, it endlessly
2: okay. well other than that though i mean like i, I you know i think AirPrint was one of those things that Apple put in to assuage, you know, a number of complaining iPad users who felt like they couldn't print from it. I don't – I'm curious to see just how useful it is for the average right. person. How many people
0: want to print from – there are people who do, though. There are There are people who do. I mean, what hey, about when – I would love to fax from my iPad. Is there some way we can make that happen? <laughs> you will. Um, yes, you've made, you've made many dead tree jokes about this. It's like, boy, I, I need to print more things. And, and But some people do. Some people do. And, you know, well, that's true. I just don't understand why you're doing it from your iPad.
3: <laughs> well, but, but it, like, sort of what you mentioned earlier when we talked about Printopia, it also just – it brings up new ways to get stuff from your iPad to your Mac. Because, like, I mean, I think you brought the perfect example, Dan, that – when we take a screenshot, getting it from our Mac is either we got to email it or we got to, you know, connect to our, to our, to our, to the using the dock connector cable and transfer it. But through the printing feature and using like Printopia, you just click, you tap print on your, your your iPad, and not only does it send it to your Mac, but it automatically opens it in Preview, and so within like half a second, it's on your Mac ready to be used. And that's the easiest way yet I've seen to get data from. Your Mac, or your iPad to your Mac.
1: Well, you know, Dan, uh, I think you wrote a story about some features we'd like to see, and <laughs> and I, I believe wireless syncing was in there. And hey, this is the perfect use of something for, like wireless syncing, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah.
0: who's the host here? John's doing a segue without my permission. What's going on? Christopher Breen wouldn't have stood for this when he was alive. <laughs> Oh, wait. I mean, he has you're, dogs and cats living together. It's just mass hysteria. I'm not, I'm not
1: writing a segue. What am I, waz? You're banished, John.
0: No mentioning WAS. Wow, you're really banished oh, now. That, Phil's, broken,
1: uh, Phil's not here. You've broken the waz moratorium. We're don't, all going to play waz uh, Segway no. polo after this.
0: Stop saying waz. All right. So so let's, let us move on then because I think it's a good idea and not because John mentioned it <laughs> to a story we did about 10 features that – iOS is lacking now. It, iOS has come a long way since the original iPhone. Lots of features that used to be on our list of things that it needed have been have been achieved by Apple. Um, but as we look to the future, to 2011 and presumably iOS version five, we did come up with a list of ten, and I believe also Dan forgot one, so it's eleven features that uh, that we would like to see in a forthcoming iOS release. So Dan. What are your favorite features that you want to see in iOS in the future?
3: My personal one or our top ones?
0: Well, you, you know, you read that however yeah. you want, and yeah. I'll give well, you points based on your
3: punditry. No, wait,
0: <laughs> wrong podcast.
3: Wait, this is a wrong podcast. Sorry. I, I signed up for a different one here. Um, well, yeah, we mentioned just uh, better, easier ways to get stuff on and off the iPad, You know, application, uh, the data sharing and syncing. And yeah, along those lines, if you've got two word processors or text editors on your iPad, a better way for them to be able to access each other's data. You know, right now your data is sealed inside each app. And unless a particular app uh, syncs, say, with Dropbox and shares that Dropbox folder with other apps, there's no way to use data between apps. we'd love to see more of that. Um, th- those are the kind of things that really keep, I think, the iPad from being much more of a productivity tool. I've actually got a cousin who bought an iPad Um, A month ago. And the reason she did it is because for business trips, she didn't really do too much editing or or real hardcore work, but she needed to be able to get in our email and she needed to be able to open Word docs and stuff that are attachments and edit them lightly and then send them back. And the way to do that now is is a real hassle. I mean, you, you can open mail, send it to, say, um, you know, QuickOffice or Documents to Go, make some edits, but then you've got to save it differently. And then somehow, I mean, it's just a, it's a mess. And so I think that's one of the things that could really help the iPad actually be a replacement for a laptop for some people is if the data features were, were, were better.
0: Well, yeah, and we're not saying they need to build in a file system so much as right. being able to say, Hey, I'm an app that knows about you know, these file formats. Show me what is in the shared space that I can right. open and then have access to it.
3: Yeah, or even just one shared spot, like a big bucket where you know you can throw documents so that other apps can can have them later, you know, something. Think of it as a pool.
0: Yes, a, pool. a soup, yeah. if you will. <laughs> Just for all you mm. Newton lovers out there, mm. <laughs> uh, Dan Fra- Dan Frakes has shared. See, I'm getting Dan confusion. It happens here every day. It's the time for Dan confusion. Dan Fusion. Dan, yes, that's for short. Dan Morin. I ask you now, um, what would you like to see uh, achieved in iOS five that you're missing you know, right now?
2: I think AirPlay is a good start, but it surprises me how much I feel like there's so much more potential in it, um, and I think. The ability to stream media from your computer to your iOS device is kind of missing. Right, like, iTunes have, sharing, mm-hmm. so you
0: can play music back from
2: today. Today, I'm looking at you know I was looking updating my iPhone and I plugged it in and I noticed oh my god I've only got three gigs left on my 16 gig iPhone and most of that is music. It's gigs and gigs of you know five six seven gigs of music or something. And it's like, man, that is really annoying. And I have way more music than is actually on the computer I even sync that phone with. But it's like I can't. My music library was already way bigger than my phone. So I was kind of sitting there going, well, this is kind of annoying because I'd love to be able to have all my music accessible on my phone. It's already on my computer. I can stream from one computer to another using home sharing. I can stream from my computer to my Apple TV. I can stream from my iOS device to my Apple TV. And it seems like why can't I stream from my computer to my iOS device? I mean, that seems and and indeed there are many great third party apps that help you do this. My current favorite is ZoomoCast, which is a fantastic application. Um, but it seems kind of a no brainer for that to, for Apple to build that kind of support in.
0: John, what about you? What are you missing?
1: Uh, one of the things on our list here um, was more mail features, and that that's a big one for me. You know, I I like to be able to do all the things on my iPad with mail that I could do on my computer. And it's just really not possible. Um, You know, I really like to see the ability to be able to um, mark all messages as read in a certain folder or delete all messages in, uh, say, my spam folder. Instead of having to to put a checkbox next to each one of them and then say delete all, I'd like to be able to say, you know, I've looked through this folder, it's spam, there's nothing in there, delete everything. And, you know, it's just these time-consuming things you just can't do. Um, you know, we, we have stuff on here like flagging messages would be great because I flag messages a lot so I can go back and look at them on another computer and, and remind myself. Um, email signatures another thing. And uh, also smart folders. I use smart folders in mail a lot, and it would be great to be able to do stuff like that. So, you know, the, the it's great to have mail, and it's great to now have unified inboxes uh, unified inbox on the iPad, but just across iOS devices, better features in-, in mail, are just that's the big thing for me.
0: All right, and for me, I'm going to put in my plug for uh, an improved notification system. The, uh, mm-hmm. the the ah, I get some acclaim for that. Good. Um, I get. I'll give myself points later. The the fact that everything is a, a modal pop up. And that, you know, if you get a bunch of notifications and then you need to answer a phone call, you've got to, like, dismiss the pop-ups to answer the call. And th- there's just got to be a better way to watch notifications coming in and, and seeing them stack up and giving a- giving them a There opinion. are. And, just ask
2: Paul and Android. <laughs> and,
0: and I was going to say the WebOS and Android both show ways that are superior to what's on the iPhone today, hands down. Now, will Apple implement those features as sort of a Me Too feature? Absolutely not. I actually think one of the reasons we haven't seen it yet is that Apple – uh, Presumably, those are smart people. They they know that this is an issue, and they're going to do what they did with copy and paste, which is they're going to do it in their own way. And when we see it, we're going to go, "Oh, well, this is this is better than what Palm and Android have." But regardless, right now,
1: but we're going to wait.
0: It's a it's a feature that's really kind of lingered from the very first iPhone, and it was sort of acceptable then when there was a limited number of things that you could be notified for. But now, in this day of push yeah, notifications, every single and app has some local kind of push notifications, notifications and all of that. It's it's time. I'll also see for the iPad, I'd really like to see widgets that run on the, on the home screen. So mm-hmm. I could put a yeah. little like current weather widget and stuff like that just right on the home screen because there's a yeah. lot of room out there and I don't need that many icons on my iPad. I actually don't have them, especially now with folders. So those are my uh, two things to uh, to plug. So what if – if I take a quick survey, what is um, – and I'm going to go around the room by which I mean I'm going to start with people who are not in the room. Uh, what's your favorite feature? What's your favorite? Let's let me put it another way. What's your favorite piece of news, or or including new features to come out of today's announcements from Apple? What's the best thing that you heard today, Dan Morin?
2: My favorite feature in four point two is actually a fairly small feature, which is the ability to search for text on a web page in Safari. <laughs> My God, that has been... Now, how do you do mean, that?
0: How do you do that? Because I recall... Now, I it's a terrible... It yeah, we tried to figure
2: this out for a while, and it turned out that Apple made it... I think they tried to make it idiot-proof, and I think we clearly proved that there's there is idiocy left <laughs> amongst <laughs> us, which is if you um, basically you add type the term you want to search for in the same Google search box that you use to search the web, and then when you scroll all the way to the bottom of those lists... Um, it'll give you the option to search from the page. It's far better on the iPad. It, the problem with the iPhone is that the keyboard sometimes obscures uh, the search term, I think. Um, so it's it's a little better on the, on the oh, iPad. All right. A, on the at iPhone.
1: the bottom of the list, it says on this page.
2: It's fine. Yeah. Search on this page. And once you do that, it's really great because it lets you jump back and forth. It lets you alter the search term. It gives you a little bar at the bottom of the screen, kind of like the little one that you get in Safari on desktop, um, where you can like tab through the different. Uh, search results on the page. And this is huge for me because, you know, I think there was an issue. There were some bookmarklet workarounds, but they never worked very well for me and they were kind of clunky. Um, and I think, you know, we've all been looking at, you know, especially when we search for something in Google and we, oh, this page has what I want. We go to that page like, oh, but where is it on this page? And it's such a feature that we've, you know, de- you know depended on, on the desktop for so many years, basically for, a long time, if not since the inven- invention of the web browser. And, it's and interestingly,
1: a there, there's a next button, but there's no previous button. So if you miss the the term that you want, and you 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 can't go back.
3: Yeah, go the long way. Yeah, it's it's a really weird interface, like you said, and and, and it's under the Google search. So that's Which is saying, which yeah. is total, which is wrong because it's not a Google search. It's yeah, actually it just a search, search and not, right? It and, should, and but, not Google. Yeah. but, but they, I, I've been be using Quicks for this for a long time, and so. This is kind of like oh wow I get to search on the web page okay, but uh, but it, it it is nice that it's there and you don't have to install something else now. Yeah, it's official like.
0: So, yes. So Dan Frakes, what about you? What's your what's your uh, favorite favorite item from today?
3: Uh, as an app hoarder, and um, I use that term proudly. Um, I think the they have a uh, folder, show for people <laughs> like you. Yeah, yeah. The yeah isn't isn't that on like Discovery Channel or something? Um, Everything's it's, on Discovery uh, Channel. It is uh, folders, and uh, I've. I use folders like crazy, and so uh, being able to have folders on my iPad was a huge advancement for me. So uh, that's that's even though there's lots of stuff to like, I think that's the one I'm using the most often.
0: Wow, that was kind of boring, but that's okay. Folders yeah, is it's not boring. the most exciting it's, it's boring, feature, right? But, right, right, but but being able to organize and get access. Yeah. I put a reading folder in my dock with, like, the Kindle and my RSS reader. I have reader. a reading
1: folder in my dot Oh, uh, yeah. Great minds think alike,
0: and so do ours. So, so Simple minds I, it, think alike. It is it – is, uh, it's a good thing. It's quick access to more apps, and it's a good thing. John, what about you?
1: Well, if you thought dance was boring, you're going to love mine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> my, my, my favorite so far is the multiple exchange accounts because <sighs> – That is boring. Wow. As you mentioned, we, we have uh, – you know, we have work, work. Uh, you should at
0: least pretend to be interesting for the podcast, John, for Pete's sake.
1: But then people wouldn't recognize me if they saw me on the... if they heard me on the stream. Yeah, I know uh, we got,
0: we got work and. So we
1: have, we have there the are work-
0: workarounds, though. This just makes it a lot more straightforward to have two Google Apps accounts that well, are both. And the, linked. the thing
1: is, I don't, um I don't sync my iPad as much as I do with my iPhone because I'm not putting content on and off, you know, quite as much. And so basically having. Uh, work account and personal accounts wirelessly syncing my calendars. Hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: actual yawn. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's late in the afternoon. I'm going. My sugar is uh, fading. Do,
1: do I bore you? Um, I'm boring everybody. But anyway, I, it, it's great for me because two different accounts being able to wirelessly sync them. So if I'm out and about and I add an event or or you know change something on my iPad, I know it's going to get pushed up, and I know that it's it doesn't matter which account because before this I had to say, well, let's see. My work account, there's lots of calendars, so I'm going to use that one, and then I'm going to hard sync, shall we say, my uh, my personal calendars through iTunes, and, and it was a big hassle. So so I like it. All right. I don't care what you guys think.
0: No, that's – That's <laughs> that's right. That's the right uh, That's the right answer. That's – yes.
3: Okay, Jason, wow us with yours.
0: Um, Apple today said that if you've got a uh, fourth-generation Touch, an iPad, or an iPhone 4 – you can do Find My iPhone for free, you know, on, on
3: on any device. Even. Well, well Not just right.
0: on those on, devices. On, on any device. Well, let me get to that. So, <laughs> so it's right now, it's, it's up to today. It was ninety nine dollars per year for Mobile Me, and it still is. But you can do Find My iPhone without. And what you do is you use one of those devices, iPhone four, iPad, or fourth generation Touch, upgrade it to four point two. From there, you sign up for a free Apple ID or put in your Apple ID, and you get. Uh, to you get a mobileMe account that's sort of like a light mobileMe account, a free mobileMe account with one feature, which is find my iPhone. Now if you ask me, this augurs a future where there are more features that you just get when you buy an Apple a new piece of hardware that used to be in mobile me. I, I would be shocked if within the next year we don't see bookmark syncing, for example, and maybe address book syncing come along from the, from the ride just because they're really easy and to calendar. do. And uh, sure, sure. I mean, calendar and email, <laughs> yeah. maybe uh, you know, and probably maybe I,
2: maybe I can cancel my mobile or, or, <laughs>
0: or it'll be more like Dropbox, where where it's I hate to use that word freemium, but the idea that you start for free, but then you start to pay if you want to add you know add storage right. space or something like that. You
2: know what? If only Apple would make a free service where
0: they allowed you to do email. Well, let's call storage. it iTools. Actually, that's a great name. I'd like I to like call it iTools because an i name would be would be great. Anyway, so the quirk about this is first off um, when I was talking to Apple last Friday I said, so this works on any device and they said yes and I think we just got off track and they didn't give me the caveat that it's these it's the current generation of hardware that that the signup works on. However, there is a footnote on Apple's webpage that say once – and I'm quoting now – once you create an account on a qualifying device, you can use your Apple ID and password to enable Find My iPhone on your other devices running 4.2. So basically, if you've got an iPad and like an iPhone 3G, you can run Find My iPhone on the 3G even though it's not in the current generation as long as you sign up for that free account on your iPad. So once you've got one of those current devices, which when you think about it is really clever, it's essentially Apple saying we're going to start loosening loosening some of these features and letting them out into the wild for people who aren't paying us $99 a year but only for the people who have got the latest and greatest. So um, that's what they're doing here. So basically if you've got an iPad, even if you've got an older phone or an older iPod Touch, as long as they can run 4.2, you can do Find My iPhone on them too.
1: And there was also – there was an update to the app um, that came out today as well, and it's required.
0: Right. Yeah, they had to do new nine. authentication systems. And in fact, when you upgrade you, – if you're a MobileMe user and you upgrade to 4.2.1, point point what you'll find the first act of being a four two one user will probably be your iPhone or iPad saying – I need you to enter in your MobileMe password again. And that's because there's a new authentication system for all of MobileMe based on the fact that there are now these other iTunes IDs out there that aren't the $99 a year kind that have access to some of the features. So, it's a it's a real interesting direction. I think that this is not the last we'll see of this, but I think it's great that now, you know, Apple can say, "Look, you buy an iPhone 4 or an iPad and you you get to know not just where it is, but you get to you get to do a remote Wipe if you lose it, and you want to wipe the data. A remote lock if you if you don't don't normally have a password on it, but you want to put a password on it. And the uh, the classic, I lost it in my couch cushions feature, which is you make it play a sound even if it's set to silent. Um, it'll play a, it'll play a sound, and you can find it in your house. So that's mine. What do you
3: think, sirs? That's
1: that's a good good one. one. All right, yeah. good one. Can boss.
3: I, can I can I put in a plug for an iPhone only feature? And it's it's so small. No. But I was,
0: yeah, go ahead. No, okay. Fine.
3: <laughs> I was talking to Dan Warren earlier today, and I love, and I mentioned this one earlier. I love this new feature on the iPhone that uh, you can turn off the volume control for ringers and alerts, so that the iPhone's buttons, the volume up and down buttons, never affect alerts and and the ringer. Right. In other words, the the ringer will always stay at the max, even <laughs> if you just played a game and you had to like crank the volume down really low, which for me always ended up also turning the volume down so then my phone, you know, half hour later rings and I don't hear it. Right. So I love that that now I am always at maximum volume. And for that's my a setting, dollars. right? Yes. Yeah, it's a setting in the sounds screen of, of the settings app. Custom can I give a cus-
0: Oh oh yeah, I was just going to mention that you can now do custom tones for text
2: Alerts, And I will take my boo right off that and say that they added a bunch of new text tones, which would have been nice, except for the fact that they're all... None of them are really suited to getting text
3: messages.
0: No, they're all goofy. They're like Looney Tunes sound effects. It's not just goofy. They're
2: long. They're annoying. They, I mean, some it, of them
3: are long, right.
2: Like, that's thats like 30 <laughs> seconds. I don't need a 30-second text, text message notification. Jeez. I mean... Yeah, in. We do
1: have sound effects after all, um,
2: and yet at the same time, there's no way. There's still no way to add custom right. like your own tones, like you can with ringtones. Yeah, seems yeah.
0: like a, I was really hoping why that. Can, I can I just a, pick if I had a short ringtone, like a ringtone under ten seconds, that it would just let me make it a text tone? And you still can't. It's a fury. Also, my understanding is that if you've got a, a, a non iPhone four, you don't even get the sounds.
2: Right. That's true.
3: Yeah, yeah. My ten year old Sony Ericsson phone. You know, that I had from T Mobile in like 2000. I could upload any tone and choose any tone for any kind of alert.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's that one that one bugs me. Maybe
1: Apple will add an SNS tone uh, store. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, how because the ringtone store? How is so hard, hard is that yes. to 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 let people do custom tones? But it is nice that you can that like I've got a different tone if my wife sends me a text message now than anybody else, and that's good. Um, you know, just like how I've got that tone that plays a red alert sound when Apple calls me. So it's good to have custom tones. I just wish that I could uh, load my own tones too. And that maybe uh, maybe some of these features could extend back. Like the 3GS is still for sale. Why wouldn't they let the 3GS people have that have that feature too? It's great. Kind of, so yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess so. Spite. So. Um, so before we go, there are a couple other features I wanted to at least t- touch on. Um, Apple TV update today that supports the AirPlay feature. It's the 4.1 version of the software, according to the menu. Um, and the only other feature in there that I can tell uh, exists is support for accessibility. It will now do spoken menus if you want. So you can actually – even if you can't see it or you're um, vision impaired, you can actually navigate around in the Apple TV interface, which is kind of cool. With this um, female voice that sounds like she's had like eight cups of coffee, even on the normal speed, it's like normal buttons now. You <laughs> know? Ah, oh, OK. Um, but that's the other new feature in, in Apple TV for 4.1. And the first update.
1: Software update to the new Apple TV. Right.
0: And I had a bunch of people ask me, so because the Apple TV is now based on the iOS, do I have to plug it into a Mac via iTunes to update it? I'm like, no. You go to the menu and you say check for update and then it updates itself. And somebody replied and said, oh, maybe other iOS devices will update themselves remotely in the future. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, that would be
1: nice. And uh, uh, at least one person asked, so when's the first generation Apple TV (laughs) going to get these AirPlay you know, fe- features, yes. and I think the answer is no. never. <laughs> 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 See, where's the sad
0: trombone? Well, okay, next time I'm loading up the sad trombone so we can stick that in here too. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I just – just like how the uh, – you know, you can't sign up for the free uh, – find my iPhone from an iPhone 3G. You can't upgrade the old Apple TV. They're just not, not going to let you. That's, but if you have
1: a new Apple TV, and old Apple TV, then no, you can – no. Not
0: okay. even then. No, no, not even then. Um, So that was news. And then the other news that I thought was interesting, um, iWork apps for the iPad were updated today to take – mostly just to support the uh, AirPrint feature. But uh, a few other interesting features, most interesting to me is that they finally have allowed Keynote on the iPad to have a separate screen if you're hooked up to an external monitor. So you can see either uh, the current slide, the next slide, both the current and the next slides – or the current slide with presenter notes, presenter and they now notes. and they now read presenter notes from PowerPoint and Keynote that you import from the desktop. Which means you can finally actually put together a presentation with your notes and give it on an iPad for the first time. So yay for that! That was a that's a great feature.
3: What were you saying, Dan Frakes? I was just I was just uh, applauding and said yay presenter. Ah, notes.
0: yeah, it's good. I mean it should have been there at the beginning, I guess, but they got it there. That's the, the they 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 did it um, now. Having praised them, I will say, all right, I can do photos on the Photos app using AirPlay. So why can't I do a presentation in Keynote using AirPlay? Because that would be great to have like a conference room with an Apple TV attached to it so that anybody could walk in with an iPad and then just present wirelessly. And you can't. You can only do it by wire. So
2: Well, that's because then you would have no reason to print out copies of your slides. For <laughs>
0: using AirPrint. Exactly.
1: Well, yeah, ninety nine dollar Apple TV is a lot cheaper than a uh, fancy projector. Yeah, but
0: wouldn't wouldn't you
1: need? Wouldn't or,
0: Apple want to sell ninety nine dollar Apple yeah. TVs for the for America's conference rooms so that you could play videos and do presentations all in the conference room? I mean, that seems like a natural. So I'm I'm a little surprised. Maybe there's a technical issue, or maybe they just couldn't get it out for anything except photos, and that there'll be a new update down the road that'll do that. But that was a little disappointing. But I see the potential. Very exciting to be able to do that wireless presentation thing with those new tools. That could be really cool. And then maybe someday in the future, in the, in the future.
2: distant future, I would love to see. You know, I think that this is really a Trojan horse for Apple. You know, and a lot of people were suggesting, hey, this just basically makes the the Apple TV a nice big. Uh, ios peripheral yeah um and i think you know it's still going to be some time before we get the ability to say play games on our ipad and send the video out to an apple tv but i also don't think it isn't doable right i mean i think at some point in the next few years that's easily something that could be accomplished.
0: Or at least have, like, apps on the Apple TV that are controlled by another iOS. Device. Well, and
2: that already exists. There are games that you can use your iPhone as a controller for playing the game on your iPad. Right. So, you know, if the Apple TV is running iOS, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do it there, too, which is which is cool and opens up a lot of possibilities. And the more
0: useful that Apple TV box um, is, the more copies of it they're going to sell. I mean, I think AirPlay will
2: and sell And the more some.
1: development it'll get and the more it'll yeah. improve, unlike the last one. I mean, and the less of
2: a
0: hobby it will be.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about investing in one just for the purpose of the future potential of it. I yeah. mean I think some of the AirPlay stuff is cool, but it's not necessarily compelling enough. But when I think about all the things that might come down the road if they add an app store or add some of these other capabilities, it convinces me that this is a killer killer app. And you
1: should get it now because when it does all that stuff, the, the price is going to triple actually. So-
2: <laughs> well, I'm worried that <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it floor. now and then it will it'll end up like the first Apple TVs where it doesn't get any of the cool new features.
0: Yeah, so it's – it's the, the $99 price makes it a lot to- – more palatable, too, to take a that flyer on and say, well, I, surely I'm going to get
3: $99 out of this some, somehow. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's much more of an impulse purchase now.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so tiny. Yeah. You don't even have to clear space for it. You just got to have a little, like, tiny spot to – It can fit on top
3: of your Roku box. <laughs> yeah,
0: Sure. <laughs> In my office, uh-huh. I have a giant stack. I have an old Apple TV and a new Apple TV and an old Roku box and a new Roku box and a Mac Mini –
1: it's and, then, big, and then everything else that we need to test?
0: Yeah. It's, that's, that's how I got them to install a flat-screen TV in my office was I told them that I, the Apple TV was coming. Brilliant, if you ask me. Um, Brilliant. But who asked me? Anyway, so uh, anything else today, gentlemen, or or have we beaten everything to death now? That's it's not the kind that of question Chris so. Breen asks on the podcast, is it? He's a professional. The
1: podcast is dead.
2: Yeah, can we get Chris back?
0: Well, I don't know. He's like traveling and eating turkey or something. Um, I don't even I don't even know what it is. Um, and, and I can tell him because my the phone in my pants is now <laughs> ringing. That perhaps it's time for us to go. So uh, I would like to thank first and foremost my guests, John Seff. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dan Frakes. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Dan Morin, thank you again for appearing on every podcast humanity has ever generated. It was nice to be on a podcast and do something a little different. That's good. That's good. And most importantly, I want to thank you guys, the listeners. We are thankful for you on this Thanksgiving week here in the United States. Thanks for reading Macworld.com and listening to our silly little Macworld podcast. Uh, Until next time when somebody who probably isn't me will host the podcast. This is Jason Snell, Editorial Director at Macworld, wishing you farewell.